Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kappa Kappa Psi Pa Beta Sigma Shell Talk Joint Podcast for November and December. We are here. I am Davis Vaughn, clarinet in Kappa Kappa Psi. I'm Hannah Myers. I play the oboe, but I also play the tenor sax. And I'm in white band, or I was in white band. I guess it really doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> doesn't really matter. No. <laughs> and I'm in TBS. That's incredible. Hannah, how have you been doing? I'm good. Well, I'm good now that the semester's over. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. How has your semester been so far in terms of band and everything like that? Band-wise, good. Everything else, rough. (laughs) 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 Just because, like, band was the thing that I looked forward to going to this semester to like get over all of the other stuff that I had to do this semester. Yeah, I agree with that. Band was my only in-person class this semester, which like if you're going to have an in-person class, it may as well be band because, you know, all of the friends and best compatriots that you've got, they're all in band. You're not going to find it in your world civ class. So I'm happy that at least we got to see the people we needed to see in band. That is true. It was nice to be able to see people, mostly because nobody turned on their cameras in any of my other classes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think that all of my gen eds, I don't think that a single person turned on their camera. And I was like, how am I supposed to fall in love with anyone if nobody will turn on their camera? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm in classes for, falling in love with people. Exactly. Uh, in music classes, I find pretty much everyone had their camera on the entire time. And I guess I'm just in a bubble of sorts because the rest of the university is either much more introverted or is doing something completely off task while they are not with their camera on. So I don't know. That is true. I think it's because the music classes are smaller. So you feel more inclined to turn on your camera if you're professor asks you to turn on your camera yeah and i feel like you know your professors better in the music classes you've probably had them before for different classes that is true i will hang out with people in my music classes but i will not hang out with people in any of my other classes 100 percent, i agree there's like 200 people in my other classes but there's only like 14 tops in my music classes so (laughs) yeah that's very interesting but especially marching band, by and large, I think went about as well as it could have gone this semester. So that's- We didn't get shut down. So I'm going to chop that one up as a win. (laughs) The the university did not close because of us, which is kind of our goal. Wow. Uh, Were you in concert band this semester, Hannah? I was. Wow. How did that go? Was that different? It was good. It was different. But we started the semester over Zoom. So that was new. Mm -hmm. And then we worked in like smaller ensembles, also new. And then we ended the semester all together. Wow. I didn't actually know about that. A couple of my roommates have talked about, were you in Lorenzo's band? Yes. Dr. Lorenzo's band. Dr. Lorenzo's band. Or listening Dr. Lorenzo. I heard you guys did like cool collaborative recordings of kind of free flowing pieces that you can... I don't know. It seems like a very unique take on compositions and how you could go about doing a concert band while during a pandemic. Yeah, we did. So we started the semester with recordings of it it was like we would stay at home and then we would record the piece 
and then we would put the piece all together in a recording. So it was like nobody was seeing each other at that time. And then the second thing that we did was the recordings. It was like smaller ensembles. I think it was like max probably 20 people per ensemble. And we did like socially distance at the university and then we recorded. The way that he described it, which I thought was very interesting, was that all of the pieces were written for mostly like public schools that can't have like full instrumentation. So it's like you can do like a ton of different instruments and it'll still work. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like you, there are different melodies, but any instrument can play the different parts. That's yeah. quite interesting. And I love it when composers look out for like sometimes less fortunate schools or schools that may not have as good of funding as other schools. That's really quite interesting. And then the last bit of the semester, we went back to classic ensemble pieces. Like in person? Yeah. Wow. But I mean, we were like socially distanced the whole time we were there, but we just played more classic literature. Was this in the, played. was this like in the F pack? No, it was, we had to, we had to rehearse outside mm. and then we didn't have a performance, but they live streamed one of the last rehearsal that we had. Wow. Okay. That's kind of interesting. So it sounds like this semester was kind of a, a success, I'd say, in both marching band and the concert band. Once again, we didn't get shut down by the yeah. university. So <laughs> I'm going to chalk that one up as a win. <laughs> I'd say that's a win for us, a win for the directors, a win for everybody. Go team. Uh, Go team. What team? Wildcats. Get your head in the game. So it sounds like this semester was kind of a, a success, I'd say, in both the marching band and the concert band. Once again, we didn't get shut down by the yeah. university, so I'm going to chalk that one up as a win. I'd say that's a win for us. A win for the directors, a win for everybody. Go team. Uh, go team. What team? Wildcats. Get your head in the game. Fantastic. So the concert band audition results have been posted fairly recently. So there are going to be five different bands, which means that five different bands are going to have to figure out how to negotiate rehearsals and performances and recordings and whatever they're going to do next semester. I don't know if the directors have any kind of in-person plans for next semester, because as far as I know, the university has said that they will allow in-person gatherings like big ensembles like the bands so long as precautions are being taken i think that next semester is probably going to look pretty similar to what this semester was where it's like the ball starts rolling very slowly in the beginning and then mm -hmm. um we kind of get like the hang of things i don't know how else to describe it like i think that we did I don't know what your plans are, but I'm also, I'm in Dr. Lorenzo's ensemble next semester as well. Mm. And he's like already sent out our pieces that we're going to be playing. And I know that we have to have our university ID to go to campus and actually physically go to class. So I have to find my student ID. <laughs> I've lost it. Really? I haven't heard about that. <laughs> I'm in Dr. Knighton's band, Wind Ensemble, and haven't heard anything, haven't gotten any emails from that. Uh, maybe when this podcast is released, people will know more information uh, that might date the recording of this podcast, but I, I don't know. care. I don't want to speculate because I don't know, and I wish yeah. I knew, but I can't tell you. <laughs> yeah, and two sophomore instrumentalists 
are not going to be the people with the most information possible on any of these matters. So yep. we're just theorizing. Hey, I do that's... not make any decisions. <laughs> <laughs> nor am I, nor am I uh, capable of or qualified to make such decisions. Wow. But hey, that's just a band theory. A band theory. Um, that's fun. Uh, how did you think Cap Kappa Psi and Ta Beta Sigma were uh, handled this year? Do you think everything was handled fairly well as far as the pandemic goes? Yeah, I think we did a great job, mostly just dealing with the hand of cards that we were given. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like I, I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like I personally have not adjusted to Zoom, like all the different Zooms even since March. Like, I feel like I've gotten better at it, but I'm not fully adjusted to it still. Anyway, I think that the student leaders of both organizations did a great job this semester. I agree wholeheartedly. I think that there was some pretty good leadership all around, especially with the cards we were dealt, like you said, and having to navigate all of our committees and figure out how to do every single facet of our organizations well while still following guidelines of pivot and university guidelines and all of these different things right and it's not like you know having online meetings is a new concept but i think that this is online meetings to an extreme and that definitely took what are the words i'm looking for some getting used to yeah it definitely uh. took some getting used to I I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, even with our last joint uh, chapter, uh, I had forgotten that I needed to get into Alyssa Bobolik's Zoom meeting, so I joined Jacob Purifoy's Zoom meeting. And of course, he gets a notification, and he says, oh, who's this idiot trying to join my Zoom call? So we're in there, and it turns to like 7.59, and he's like, Davis, I gotta go. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why you haven't let anyone into this meeting yet. And then slowly and slowly, I started to realize that we were both the buffoons in the wrong meeting. That is so funny. So funny. Yeah. First off, the sheer amount of willpower of our student leaders to actually organize and get anything done is very good. Yes. Um, so I commended them for that because I I just feel like I would be so overwhelmed trying to get everything done and they're just doing a really good job. Yeah. I don't know what the scene was like for TBS, but I thought that KSI especially probably got more things done this semester and were more ambitious towards different projects and all these different things than in a regular semester. It feels like we did so much and packed so much into a semester that probably could have just been fairly lackadaisical and boring because of everything going on. But we really took it in stride, I think. I think so too. And also just um watching the progress that we've made from march when nobody had any idea what was going on to now everything is getting more and more regular zoom calls are just the norm now and everyone knows how to do them i mean it's crazy and as far as our membership goes you know that's a huge thing that's crazy important that we do a lot of really good recruitment and that we find a bunch of outstanding bands people and that was probably the most daunting thing going into this semester was just 
how do you recruit people when you may have never even talked to this person one-on-one or aren't in the same band as this person or there are all of these different you know hindrances that happen with that and that I felt was gonna be the hardest part of the semester yeah 100% props to Tyler and Rachel for that because our incoming class is huge like because I remember at the beginning of the semester being like, oh, like we'll probably get people who want to be in TBS, but you know, maybe not as big as like years past, but there are more people this year than there were last year. So yeah, I, as far as I know, this is our largest class that we've ever taken. There's 24 in each class, if I'm not mistaken, right? I think you're right, but I really don't know. <laughs> so don't quote me on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but in any case, very large class. And we were expecting the class to be so much smaller just because we thought no one would be interested in a fraternity or sorority where we're just like, you've got to trust us. Usually we load things onto the Penske. Usually we go have car washes and fundraisers and all these different fun things. You're just going to have to trust us that during a normal year we do that. I know. And that's the other thing, though, is I feel like our class also has had to have a little bit of trust because we have not experienced a full year yet. No. Because we got cut off. I have never been to an in-person chapter as a active member before. <laughs> Nor have I. <laughs> Which is kind of I, funny. Listen, the rest of you think you're cool with your initiation stuff, but did you have the one and only online initiation? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably not at liberty to reveal too much information about that, but you know, we're having fun. Looking forward to the future. Are you excited? Are you nervous? There's talks of a vaccine and the vaccine is getting <laughs> distributed throughout the United States. Hopefully things might normalize in the future. That is correct. However, I think I think that it's optimistic to think that the end of next semester we could be looking at something similar to what we had, you know, last year. But I don't I personally don't want to get my hopes up. Whenever people were like, we're gonna be out of this pandemic by midsummer or like in three weeks, I was like, Great, you can think that, but you know, the pessimist in me just yeah. yeah, I'm just going to stick with what I know right now, and right now it's online. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone was like, oh, yeah, it's going to go away with the heat in the summer. Everything is going to be fine, and then we're going to be in the clear for the fall. I was like, uh, we're walking on eggshells here. I'm not going to – I'm also going to be a pessimist and not expect anything. If you don't expect anything, you cannot possibly be disappointed. That is correct. Also, though, I worked in the food industry over quarantine, so I know how these people are living during a pandemic. I also I... know this. In case you didn't know, I worked at Gus's world-famous hot and spicy fried chicken Kansas City during quarantine. <laughs> Crazy, right? Uh, not Hashtag not sponsored. Shell talks are not sponsored by Gus's world-famous hot and spicy fried chicken Kansas City. But I agree. Some people uh, really be living in a bubble. They really do be kind of like that, but that's okay. I am also cautiously optimistic. I don't know. I'm somewhere in the middle. I feel like depending on how long the distribution of the vaccine takes, we might be able to do in-person things with restrictions by like April or May. That's where I'm cautiously optimistic as well. I hope that in the fall, things will be somewhat back to normal. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. 
I don't know. I think during flu season, I'm going to wear a mask. I don't want other people coughing on me or coming near me. I am so, like, my senses of people being around me are so heightened now that I'm like, I don't want anyone near me. (laughs) (laughs) For, For those people that don't like giving hugs in the first place, like even before a pandemic, everyone's like, oh, let's hug each other. And those people that might be antisocial and not like that, they're thriving and they may never go back. I think I just threw up in my mouth when you said people who like to hug. I truly don't think I've been hugged probably five months before the pandemic started. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I don't hug people. I just don't do it. Whose fault is that? It's my parents' fault. Uh, (laughs) They didn't hug me for 19 years of life and I became accustomed to it. (laughs) So then when I went to college, I was like, nobody hug me, nobody come near me. (laughs) (laughs) Stay out of my bubble. (laughs) Exactly. Uh. That's so funny. Any any kind of funny memories that you've had over this past semester, Hannah? Okay, for okay, the nickname that I got for TBS was because I was cooking myself a burrito one day. So I went to go make rice and I dumped it out into the measuring cup and out comes just this like clump of black and I was like, "What is that?" And it was a human tooth. There was a human no. tooth in yes. And so I run over to Jenna and I'm like, tap on her. And I'm like, hey, does this look like a tooth? And she went, like, she was like screaming. (laughs) She was like, why would you show me that? After I showed it to Jenna and Jenna confirmed that it was a tooth, I went and knocked on Mackenzie's door and Mackenzie came out and I asked her if it was a tooth. So then we had to dump the box of rice all over our table and figure out whether there were other human extremities in said box of rice. Oh my gosh. (laughs) That is exactly what you want to find in your 90 second rice. Yeah, I wanted to frame it, but Mackenzie said no and she threw it in the trash. That is tragedy of the century, I'd say. I know. But what was your nickname for this one? I don't remember. I literally don't know my nickname. I. I only have one nickname though, so if someone calls it, I know what it is. Perfect. The other one though, the other story that I have that I'm shocked I didn't get a nickname for was like two weeks ago, Mackenzie and Jenna were both gone and I was watching the cat and I went to go get chicken nuggets for dinner. And when I was walking outside, there was a cat that looked exactly like Goblin. And I literally thought it was Goblin and it followed me to the door. And I was like, dear God in heaven, I let the cat out. I have to let the cat back inside. <laughs> Turns out it was not Goblin. It was not our cat. It was just a random cat. And I let it into our apartment and I let it stay in our apartment overnight until the next morning. I realized what I had done. And there was two cats in our apartment, one of which was <laughs> not ours. <laughs> <laughs> so what nickname did you get for this? I didn't, which is what i'm shocked by that is kind of shocking i got a nickname this semester which i do not think it was nickname worthy but i got (laughs) it nonetheless uh the nickname was the impasta like a play on among us and pasta because i was eating mac and cheese while we were talking about some important stuff on a KSI Zoom call, and we were all very serious, and I'm, I'm, I'm in my bed while I'm eating mac and cheese, 
and the mac and cheese just completely tips over face down onto the ground beside me. While we're talking about some really important business, I'm just like, oh no, my mac and cheese. <laughs> and apparently I did it in a somewhat promiscuous manner because everyone <laughs> laughed very much so. And I'm like, why are you all laughing? And they're like, you know what you did. So at that point, an emergency meeting was called. This was on a Wednesday. An emergency meeting was called to order. We got quorum and we, we suspended the bylaws and we went straight to new business just so Jacob Purifoy, no, 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 just so Tyler Osterman could say, I propose a nickname for my little. And we got like 19 people there. And I was given a nickname because I spilled mac and cheese. That's a good nickname, though. It is a good nickname. I just, I, I spilled my mac and cheese and I said something in a somewhat promiscuous manner. They really shouldn't fault you for um, clumsiness because that's a natural occurring trait. You are so <laughs> right. Oh, man. Well, uh, we should probably be wrapping up with the podcast sometime soon. Any final thoughts, anything lastly that you want to talk about, Hannah? Yes, I want to know what holiday traditions your band had. In high school? In high school. Let's see. In my high school, marching band ended at about like November 1st. And then from there, we'd prepare our Christmas concert. And we would consistently play Sleigh Ride every year for the Christmas concert. And there'd be a different person doing the thing every single year and we would always be encouraged to wear ugly sweaters and santa hats for uh our concerts while we were playing all of our christmas music my junior year i wore a sweater that said uh single and ready to jingle on it for the christmas concert <laughs> which was a choice to be sure but overall I'd say that's our tradition. Oh, and I had this friend, Paul Roberts, who is also a clarinet. And because we always wore ugly Christmas sweaters, we would also always take an awkward family photo of us just like holding our hands around each other and smiling really awkwardly with our clarinets. And so we did that pretty much every single year. That's so cute. Very cute. Single and, single ready, to and ready to jingle. <laughs> I am still single and ready to jingle. <laughs> Getting back on topic, what fun high school band winter activities did you have? So I was on drumline my freshman and sophomore year, and we used to do um, Friendsgiving, but it was like a full Thanksgiving. And we would go to whoever's house Friendsgiving was at that year. And my freshman year, they made me make the turkey, and it was the worst and driest turkey I've ever eaten in my entire <laughs> life. <laughs> future husband if you're listening you better be able to cook a turkey because <laughs> I, I cannot <laughs> um and then we did so throughout the season we used to do this thing called paradiddle pals where it was like secret santa but it was like like throughout the season so every home game you would give someone their paradiddle pal gift and then we would have a different secret santa at the end of the year we also did um christmas concerts where we would play sleigh ride every year oh classic my senior year i ended up we played a piece that had an english horn solo and i was the only person who played the english horn in our ensemble so 
normally none of the athletes would come to our performances, but the baseball used to have uh, like a single winter game. And it just so happened that it was on the same night and their game got rained out and it got canceled. And the baseball coach forced them to go to our concert. No way. It was the concert that I had the solo at. I mean, the solo wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And I just remember them making fun of me for like the next like three weeks. (laughs) Because I I told, I told people I had a solo, but it was like a full, it was like the full piece. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to ask if any baseball players swooned over your English horn playing. You know, baseball players love the English horn. Really? I've heard that that from somewhere. I don't know. (laughs) Now that Um, I think about it, we... Also, the clarinets in my high school band always had a secret Santa as well, where we would have a secret Santa gift exchange. And on the final day of classes, when we were taking our final, we'd usually have like an hour after the final was over where we could just sit around and have fun. And then it kind of carried forward because the clarinets usually do a secret Santa in the R&B as well. And last year we did one. And Katie Dunlap made me a purple cinnamon scented candle because i said that my favorite scent was purple and cinnamon (laughs) so she made me a purple cinnamon candle oh my goodness that's too funny yeah i okay i used to be the queen of ugly sweaters in high school because my mom has been taking me thrifting from like a really young age and so highlights of my favorite sweaters that i've owned throughout the years. I had a Thanksgiving sweater, which I went home two weeks ago for Thanksgiving and I found my Thanksgiving sweater. So next year it will be making an appearance. And then I really missed this other sweater, which hopefully I go home and I find it. Um, It was a sweater that I found at Goodwill that is a, it has Santa golfing on it. And my school was like a really, really big golf school. So I would always get the best compliments on that sweater. Oh my gosh. You know how to make the golfers and the baseball guys just swoon. What can I say? I got style. I would have to agree. Any final remarks before we end this lovely session of a podcast? I feel like I should ask you, what is your go-to Christmas movie? Oh, such a great question. My go-to Christmas movie would probably be... There's a few. I like Elf a lot. So quotable, too. This is a hot take. Or maybe not. I just know people who think this is a disgusting thing that I'm about to say. But Jim Carrey's How the Grinch Stole Christmas is a classic. Uh, And Polar Express is also kind of a classic. That's a hot take. That is kind of a hot take. It, the animation style is kind of disgusting, but I like the story. And the I puppets agree. the puppets always creeped me out, which in hindsight's very funny that now I make puppets, but you know. I guess <laughs> yeah, I guess it's some kind of uh Stockholm syndrome that I've got. You know, they creeped me out, but now I've grown to love them. <laughs> anyway, enough about me. What about you? Favorite Christmas movies? Um, it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Like, if I want a musical Christmas movie, Holiday Inn for sure. Holiday Inn is, like, one of my favorite movies. It's the prequel to White Christmas. So right. White Christmas was filmed because they wanted to get the Holiday Inn cast back together. And a lot of people mm-hmm. don't know that. And I 
Holiday Inn is just such a good classic. And it's good for all the holidays because it's about all the holidays. I was going to say, is that really a Christmas movie? It's got like Easter and Christmas and Fourth of July and all these different holidays in it. Yeah, it was actually the first time that they sang White Christmas in a movie. Yeah, because that came out before the movie White Christmas. Mm -hmm. Wow. White Christmas yes. is also a classic. We watch that every year. So good. And then, uh. let's see, Hallmark movie. Oh, Hallmark don't you movie. dare. Don't you I dare. will. I, I'm going to do it. It's 12 Dates of Christmas. Oh. I never liked um, Hallmark movies when I was a kid. And then like two years ago, I just gave in. Wow. I fully intend on watching The Grinch very soon and Elf. And I'm sure you are going to be watching Holiday Inn and The Grinch and all these different movies very, very soon. Fun New Year's Eve movies. There's one called New Year's Evil, which is like a slasher film that happens on New Year's Eve. Very fun. I love that. Yeah, New Year's Eve traditions always hang out with my band friends except this year where i will most likely be home and most likely be with my sisters i don't really have any new year's eve traditions i usually just find a few friends and watch the ball drop i don't know Aww. very fun i suppose this is where we go thank you all so much uh everybody that's been listening we've really enjoyed having you all out here today anything else hannah happy holidays happy holidays stay safe have a good one. Thanks for listening.